0: Welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. All right, welcome back, ladies. Today, I am excited to share the guest with you. I am talking with Michelle Ward, and she has a really awesome business. Helping coach women that she created, I think more than ten years ago now. Yeah, it's been quite a bit. I'm gonna. We'll definitely get to that, and I'll let her talk to you more about that. But I'm super excited to chat with her and hear her story. So, hello.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me, Madeline.
0: Yeah. Um. How are you? I'm great. I'm
1: great. It's a Friday when we're taping, and it's a finally spring in New Jersey when we're
0: taping, and um, everything's great. Yeah, well, tell me a little bit more about yourself so the audience knows.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, I am known far and wide as the "When I Grow Up" coach, uh, which I love. Um, As you mentioned, I've been doing this work since two thousand and eight, which like blows my mind every time. I've been doing it full time since March of twenty (gasps) ten. So I'm like getting close to that ten. Yeah, I'm getting close to that like ten year entrepreneur anniversary. Like, what's the party? Um, I'm gonna plan it. We'll see. Uh, And the work that I do is, uh, with creative women to help them discover, launch and build their dream businesses. Um, and it is, it's really incredible. So, so my, my background is in musical theater and I thought forever I was going to be on Broadway and I pursued that dream for 20 years until I realized it was not what I wanted to be when I grew up, quote unquote. And then I was in my mid to late twenties and having a, you know, career crisis and identity crisis and, I would say to people, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And they would laugh and laugh. And I would say, no, I'm serious. So I basically turned into the coach that I needed at the time that I couldn't find. Um, And and here I am 10 years later and I'm pinching myself like forever and always. I, I love my work and my clients.
0: That is so awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about that. But first, um, can you share a story for us of a time that you were really struggling and you were having a really hard time? And you can just let us know what that was like. And then what, what shifted in you? What helped you climb out of that hole?
1: yeah. Okay, let's just jump right in with the cancer talk. Let's I hey I uh, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. I like to call it boob cancer because the second you say breast cancer, just the room it brings the room down. Um so you know, two minutes in or whatever, let's just talk about the cancer. But how could I not, right? Like I mean, I could sit here and talk to you
0: about Oh, the time when I made something for my business and no one signed up, like, right?
1: But. I kind of wish that was the worst thing I had to talk to you about, but cancer times two, cancer, cancer. So, um, I was first diagnosed in, in November of 2011. I was 33. Um, as you could imagine, the diagnosis kind of came from nowhere, um, and at that point I was working for myself for about a year and a half. And my husband actually at that point in time was like, we were talking about him quitting his job. He was kind of like, okay, you had your turn. Now it's my turn. How are we making this happening? Like, what's, how are we making this happen? What's the timeline? And then it's like, oh, cancer. Okay. Well, you're not going anywhere because we have health insurance right. through his employer at the time. And the health insurance was so good that when we would call Aetna for whatever question, of the moment we had, um, any customer service worker we would get would look up our account and exclaim, your insurance is really good. So (laughs) we're like, "Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So we just knew, you know, he wasn't going anywhere for a while and he eventually did leave his job, but, but it took about a year and a half or so. Um, so being diagnosed with, um, thankfully stage one breast cancer back then, um, at 33 years old, uh, when you're like, have just kind of gotten your, I felt like I just kind of got my sea legs right. in terms of this new life and my business was really picking up and, um, I was just really in my groove. Um, and then all of a sudden just, the rug gets pulled out from under you. And I really feel at this point, I'm, I'm 41 now. And I feel like if you, if you don't have your health, you really have nothing. <laughs> like it's 100%. really, 100%. it's it's all consuming. It is just your whole world stops. Ugh, people who have chronic illness, I'm like, oh gosh, I just have the biggest heart um, for people who are struggling in that way, because it is just this daily constant struggle. And what wound up happening um, when I got that diagnosis, there's like, it, there were huge, huge, huge blessings in the fact that I was working for myself, didn't have to check in with anyone and ask for time off or get medical leave. or you know, the, There was so many blessings in the fact that my work and my business was what I like to say, like was my release and my relief that I love my work so much. And I love my clients so much that kind of similar to the acting that I used to do. I was able to kind of know that whenever I was able to work, I was like leaving my own personal life behind. And I was really fixated um, on what my clients are doing and their goals and their challenges and how to get them where they need to go. And it just helped alleviate a lot of that fear and stress and concern and whatnot. But at the same time, um, my paycheck was, I wasn't going to make any money if I wasn't going to be able to work. Right. And at that, you know, I, I've, I've never been a, a trophy wife or have had a trust fund or anything where it's like, Oh, okay. I don't need any money to come in. We could just rely on, you know, this income. Um, we could just rely on my husband and all of our bills for, you know, Brooklyn. Um, at the time we were living in Brooklyn for our Brooklyn, you know, um, mortgage and lifestyle is going to pay for it. That like, no, 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 no. Um, so there was really, there had to be this adjustment. And for me, I'm a very go, go motivated, like high achieving person. Um, and it was very hard for me to slow the car down, <laughs> take my foot off the gas, put my foot on the brake um, and I wound up the very first thought that I had was like, when it came to my business was, well, I need to stop my like live sessions um, because I felt like everything was such an unknown that I didn't want to be bound to show up on a Tuesday at 1 PM and work with a client because who knows how I was going to feel. And immediately when I thought of losing all of that, right work, not even financially, but like emotionally, that's one of my favorite thing that I love to do is doing my sessions with my clients. It like felt like it felt worse. Like the diagnosis felt worse. Um, so I had to figure out what's the middle ground. Um, and, and I did that and I did that. Um, you know, I think I dug like thinking about the second part of your question. I think I dug out of it by a focusing on the fact that it was stage one, it was early. We had great health insurance. Sure. Um, it felt like this was just something we had to get through, and it would be like a weird thing about me and this horrible year that would then be fine. Everything would be fine forever after that. Um, so I think I was really focusing on that, and I'm also a really big weirdo and I started um I, I picked up the ukulele the summer before I got diagnosed and I took some lessons and I taught myself the ukulele, but I decided to tell people about my boob cancer that weren't like my, my family and my close friends, um, by writing a song on my ukulele called I've got boob cancer and I put it on my blog and like, this is how I told my, you know, audience and my clients and whatnot. And, um, I kept writing funny songs about my boob cancer as I was going through it on my ukulele. Um, and that really helped me to get out of that. And I'm not a songwriter and I really haven't written like any songs since then, sure. um, except a song for jigs duty fan contest, which I won. Yeah. Uh, that's another story for another day <laughs> and that, and that was really helpful. So like, I think just, um, my work was helpful the my support system was insanely helpful and my boot cancer ukulele songs, um, were really helpful. And I also, I signed up almost immediately to do the two day Avon walk the following October. Um, so like almost a year after my diagnosis. And I did that with my team of three to four other women, my, my mom and, and my best friend and one to two other close friends. And in the six years we walked, we raised almost $109,000. So that was something too that was always super fulfilling and felt like, okay, there's kind of a begrudging silver lining to this.
0: Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Did we run out of time, Madeline? Is our time over?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we still have time. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. (sighs) So did you have to take time um, away from coaching?
1: Yeah, I did. I wound up... um, you know, from that time around, I got diagnosed again in, um, September of 2015, stage three. And that was a very different experience for a variety of reasons. Um, but yeah, I took time off. I, I wound up scaling back. Um, and I was having at that point chemo. I think every, once I started my chemo treatments, it was like, once every three weeks. So for the week of chemo, usually I go on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I take off the rest of the week um, and just not have any calls and know that if I felt up to doing any work, I could write a blog post or do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fine and, and not a problem. And then I had a I had a boobal removal or a bilateral mastectomy um, a few months after, like a month or so after chemo ended and. I took the whole month off of calls. I just kind of figured like I'm not I do not know how this is going to go. Um and it, it was one of those like all right well and I could always add on things if I need to but it'll be much harder to take them away. And me being me, I think like the second week of that month I went I need to redo my whole website and my branding and I like started down that road with my design. Like god forbid I just sat and watched Friday night lights all you know all day like I just started rebranding and redoing my website. I just can't sit still sometimes, but um, yeah, I stopped coaching that way. But at the end of the year, I made just as much money as I did the year before. Like it's, wow. it's, it was a very negligible thing. So that felt also really good that I knew I scaled back so much, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lose anything financially.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think that it, I can definitely relate to you now mm-hmm. your same story, but I love that you mentioned though about it's not, it was not even so much about like, I think like the financial side of it. it is the fact that you pour your heart and your soul mm. and you love what you do. And, and now you can't control it and you have to take yeah. a break. And yeah. It's going to be really hard to serve that population the way they need you to show up during right. that time. And, right. you know, we have this ultimate plan. <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then uh-huh. what life happens and oh a million times. That's so scary. You don't know like I'm sure you were like, Well, shit, like what Yes, totally. Yes. Oh my god.
1: Yes, no. yes totally. And it's so funny, Madeline, because you reminded me that thing so I got my diagnosis in November. It was a day after Thanksgiving. Um, and I think like two weeks earlier, I had spent I think two or three full days with my assistant at that time planning out all of 2012. Yep. So we were like, we're gonna plan the whole year. We're gonna figure out all the like we're gonna figure out all this stuff and whatever. And like and I, you know, paid her like this big amount of money for me because she was with me all day, every day for these three days and we did all and then immediately it was like out the window. So now um I only plan a quarter in advance. That's it. Three months in advance. I could do I could do like higher level, you know, I can't help myself. This is the yeah. person that I am. Like I'll do the higher level planning in pencil in 10 minutes in December for like, well, what do I think I'm going to do this year? But anything other than that happens like at the beginning of the quarter for that quarter the end, that's it. I'm never more than like three months ahead on a more micro level. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think life's so interesting, right? We have a plan and then things change and we got to figure oh, yeah. it out. And it's awesome. It's kind of like so interesting though, that you did take that time off and you still made yeah. the same amount of money. So can- yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and I say to my clients all, all the time because life happens to all of us. Oh yeah. Right. I have a client right now. Oh my gosh. She's just having a year that it's like, Hey, can we just get to 2020 already? Because this year needs to end for you because she's just getting like one bad news thing after the other. Um, and just like, welcome to entrepreneurship. Like true. Th- there are t- and there are times you totally have to s- put the car in park and walk away from the car and hope that when you start it, when you go back into the car, it'll start. Um, and I say to my clients, don't walk away from the car for so long that like, it won't start or it needs a jump. or you need to push it up a hill. Like, but allow, and I work with highly creative, multi-passionate, super smart women who are very motivated. So they're very hard on themselves. If their foot isn't like fully on the gas the whole time, And I have to remind them. this is your your life. And, and I had a client call it work-life integration, which I loved. Um, that finally, if I do my job right, if me and my clients do our jobs, right, they're going to get to a place where their business is going to feel not like this is my work hat and this is my personal, and this is my wife hat and mom hat and partner hat and friend hat and whatever. Like you're just going to feel like one person walking in the world. Um, and that means that when someone you love gets a health scare or there's a accident or there, maybe there's good news somewhere, hopefully in there, um, you know, things have to adjust. Things have to adjust. And you can't expect to keep your foot solely on the gas for a long period because you're going to burn out. You will. It's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve your clients. Like you need to learn to just deal with the ebbs and the flows. And that client that I was talking about earlier who's getting all the bad news, she was like, we're doing a, I have a program called 90 Day Business Launch. So it's a really, as you can imagine, intense sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she initially was like, oh, I don't know if I can actually do this in 90 days. And this is ha-, and all these very real valid things were happening. Um, and yet she's launching on time and and saying, like, I'm using my business time as the release and the relief and um and she's gonna be ready. So that's super exciting.
0: That is exciting. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about what you do. I know you've mentioned a yeah. lot.
1: Little- yeah, sure. Um so really I, you know, going back to that that piece of helping creative women discover, launch, and build their dream businesses, um, I have a few different programs that do that. Uh, so, I have a pro- program called Discover Your Dream Business, um, which is an on demand program, meaning that you could join at any time, start at any time. Um, it's a 10 week program. Uh, you get live calls with me, um, it's my lowest price offer. It's a really good way if you're listening and you think in the back of your head, I know I want to be an entrepreneur or I've been thinking about being an entrepreneur or, Oh, if I wasn't so scared, maybe I'd be an entrepreneur, but you don't know what it is you would offer. This is for you. Um, I then also, and like kind of, it's nice cause I feel like I could work with my clients. I'm a relationship builder more than anything. This is why I selfishly do the work. Um, so I have clients that could kind of enter at any point in the process, but could kind of go through um, all of these programs. So I have a program called 90 day business launch, which happens once you know what you're offering, then it's, let's figure out your message, your mission, your money, your marketing and your milestones so that you can launch your business with your website, with being able to take payments with everything that you need Thanks. in a 90 day window. Yeah. So that's a one-on-one offer, um, which I love. I love all of my offers. And then I have a um, one-on-one coaching program called boost your dream business. So those are for women who are already working in their dream businesses, but they know they need to give it some jish. Um And then I have a six month mastermind program for women who are also in that, you know, I kind of want to build my business foundation. I want more clients, What I found was happening with my clients who like post launch, they were getting lost in the busy work and they would say to me, Michelle, I spent all week trying to find a scheduler and I got, I found a scheduler and I set it up and I'd be like, but Susie, you have, you know, you have no clients. Like, and Susie's just a name I made up. You know, you have no clients. Like, why are we wasting time on schedulers? We need to be, so it's a six month mastermind that does just that. Um, and then every January I have a year long program that I launch that takes everyone through all three of those things in one place. So, that's um, wonderful. that's how I work with all of my, all of my women. And, um, it's, I'm, I'm pinch myself all the yeah. time.
0: Yeah, I know. That is so awesome. I literally had a phone call with a friend this morning and, yeah. um, we were just talking more like chiropractic. We're both chiropractors. Mm-hmm. So it's wise with that. And I was asking her questions. Um, so we both have experience in different areas.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I was like why didn't anybody teach us this in school? And like, I mean, it's like some of the stuff you're talking about. It's like, well, like, who are we exactly marketing to? How are we going to use our social media? How are we going to collect all this information? How are yes. we going to have a website? Yes. And I'm like, I, like, uh, like, you're yes. So like, if yes. you think you, like you're not one, if somebody's listening and they're interested in entrepreneur or launching your own thing, you don't have to figure it all out on your own. Like oh it's, it's a lot. The, and this
1: is why business coaches have business coaches yes. right like this is so hard to do for yourself it's There's so, so many hard parts. <laughs> so many moving parts it's so hard to get clarity it's so hard when you're in it you're like stuck in it and you can't kind of see the bigger picture and you can't um you know get above it you can't take that bird's eye view you can't prioritize it is so difficult so yeah take the pressure off right. um and go Work with somebody if you can to help get you that clarity and insight and an action plan. Or I love that, like I call it accountability buddies because I like to make up my own words. But I love that you guys are accountability buddies. Yeah, and you could figure it out together. But yeah, sometimes even if schools do have that marketing it's not
0: practical, it's, it's not
1: pr- practical, or it's like I know that the I, I got my certification in life coaching and my school, I mean, this is back in 2007. So it's like, it's laughable at this point. I was there from 2007 to 2009 and their business building classes were open Q and a calls every time. And I found myself going to the calls and, um, people would be like, how do I order business cards? What do I put on a website? Like these things that I would just, and I, I needed the credits to prove that like I had to every class. And I remember I would just like show up for the class. I put the phone on speaker, I put it on mute. I'd like do, you know, my own, I'd write blog posts and I was just kind of happy and I'm like, this is just so basic and so, and it couldn't, I was like, I could be teaching back in 2007, I think, after being an actor and I was a real estate agent and I did, I was like, I could teach these classes better. What is everybody doing? Life
0: experience, man.
1: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's great.
0: So for some of our listeners, let's say they are maybe interested in, um, figuring out more of their purpose and what that would yeah. look like. Do you have a few, just maybe one or two tips that they could maybe
1: Yeah. Do? Oh my gosh. I think purpose is such a loaded word. Ew. It's yeah. such a loaded word. <laughs>
0: Uh, here's what I'd rather
1: them focus on, especially if purpose like feels really heavy to them. Hmm. The simplification of what I do and my goal for every creative woman out there um, is for them to eventually wake up in the morning, think of their day ahead and know they're looking forward to at least 70% of it. Cause we're all going to have to go to the dry cleaners and we're all going to have to, you know, pick yeah. up the kids when they're tired and they're going to throw tantrums or whatever. And I have a five year old and, uh there are going to be things we just have to do. But if you wake up in the morning and you're thinking, I get to do the things that make me feel valued, bring me joy, give me some fulfillment instead of like my purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, that make me feel, and this is what my clients really aim for. Like we want to feel valued. Yes. We want to feel like whatever we're doing is fulfilling in some ways. We want to be helpful. Do not work with women who come to me and say, just tell me how I can make a lot of money. I don't care about what I do. I don't care about who I help. Like I don't, I d- and not know like amen and hallelujah. If you're one of those women, just go find the, the thing that's going to make you rich and you can say di- whatever. Great. Um, but they want to feel like they are helping um, and they want to feel satiated in some way. Uh, And I think this also, when that's the mission more than let me find my purpose, I think especially as it relates to your work, it's then can be as much, if not more about like your hobbies and your lifestyle, lifestyle is such a buzzword, but I'm kind of going to use it. you know, for me, (laughs) I'll I'll use myself as an example. Like I am not an early bird in any way, shape or form. For me, when I was in my executive assistant job, while I was getting my certification and building this business, I had to be out of my apartment at eight o'clock in the morning to get on the subway, to be at my desk at nine o'clock in the morning or a little before. And I'd come in at, you know, come back home at seven o'clock and have dinner and whatever. Um, that was like, this is not the work that I want to be doing with the people I want to be doing with on my schedule. So now my lifestyle is such that my kid could wake me up at six thirty in the morning. Fine. We could go downstairs. We can hang out together. We have breakfast. We do lunch. I go get into my gym clothes or my running clothes. My husband drops her off. I go for a run. I come back I meditate. I take my shower. I'm sitting at my desk at 10 o'clock. I work till 5, 530. I come home. I'm with my kid. I hang out with my husband. Like I could do, I could exercise when I want. I could have control over my own schedule. I could, you know, and so it's more than just the work. Like the work is a big part of it for me. And I think it, I think it needs to be for pretty much everyone because we spend so much of our lives at work. Um, But if you even think like, what's going to make me, what's just going to make me happy day to day? Who are the people that I want to see or want to see them? Maybe for you, it's like, there's a lunchtime yoga class Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I just go to that lunchtime yoga class. Or if I can't, you know, if I go to that lunchtime yoga class twice a week, or I want to be there to pick my kids up from the bus and be able to spend time with them in the afternoon that right. doesn't feel distracted. Um, or I don't wanna pick my kids up from the bus yeah. and I want my partner to do it. Um, so I'd rather them search for that. What is it that's gonna make them feel valued and um, fulfilled Right. instead of what's my purpose?
0: I think that's just, that's so valuable. Absolutely. I And it's funny because like, I've definitely discovered things mm. without like necessarily thinking of it like that. But like, I'm like, well, I know that ideally, yeah, I want to pick when I can go to the gym you yes. know, or right. do this. I don't want to have to be at an office from yes. 10 to seven and the yeah. only option is 6am and I got to wake up before that. And okay.
1: I up before right, before. right. Yeah.
0: Like, right. Not
1: for right. <laughs> right. I think the whole time I was at that office job I don't think I think maybe I went for some runs on the weekends like once a week like I was not do because I'm not the 5 a.m. wake up part. I can't. Like I can't. I don't want to. I yeah. can't do it. Um so I think what's part of this too that hasn't been said that I want to say is like please prioritize play and doing things just because you enjoy them like I think as adults and as women I don't want a gender stereotype, but I will. We're such people pleasers. We're here Mm -hmm. for everyone else. We serve ourselves last. And unless there's something that feels productive about what we're doing, we deny it. And if we prioritize it instead, um, then we're happier, we're healthier. That serves our relationships. (laughs) That makes us a better mom partner, friend, colleague, employee, client, business owner, whatever you're doing, like, but we talk ourselves out of, no, I can't join that. I can't audition for that community theater show. That's ridiculous. Why, what, how could I take the time away? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. So I suffer with this too. You know, I, I suffer with this too. I think it's always
0: a it's always a work in progress i think with balance, a million especially i think yeah especially as being a woman and like if you're a mom on top of that and a spouse because oh. you want to give so much and you're like you put yourself on the back burner yeah. but we're just yeah. as important and yes. if we're going to give we got to fill our cups yeah. yes yeah put your
1: own oxygen mask on first yes. right yeah. and right. it's it's about what you want to model to to your kids too um you know i work with a lot of moms and I love when they tell me, you know, a big reason for them finally deciding to become an entrepreneur and like putting the time and, and money and, and energy behind it is like, I want to model this for my kids. I want my kid to see that. I'm someone who fought for what was important to me and that I could own my own business and I could be successful and as a woman and you know, all those pieces. Um, and I think no matter who is kind of in your life that, that you want to emulate that for, um, it's like, again, even if it's not starting a business, if it's like, what would your kids see when they go see you in that community theater production and see you on stage? Like, what is it that you're teaching them?
0: Yeah, cause I, a lot of valuable lessons even you know with that, right? Yes, yes, awesome. yes, yeah. My mom definitely um, was an entrepreneur, and uh huh, did she did so? Uh, you know, her kids could see that you can do this, and you're powerful, yeah. and you don't have to essentially be like kept down just because you think your circumstances, those were the cards you were dealt. You can change, right. you can do it, and you could be successful at it, and. And I know and that is where Yay, I take my mom. work ethic and everything from yes. I'm So grateful for that. And Yay.
1: Madeline's mom. If you're listening, great job. Yeah. She's awesome. great she job. Awesome. The business coach gives gold stars to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All the gold stars. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Um, I have some fun questions for you.
1: Yeah, sure. Are
0: you ready? Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, um, Oh, the first thing that pops into my head is my mom. When I was in the thick of like trying to make a living performing, and I was really at that place of, do I want to keep doing this? I didn't even say anything to her about it. Like, I remember I was just in my crisis by myself in my head at that point, but she must have said something. And I remember um, I was living in New York City at the time, and she lived down on Long Island. And those two places are very close to each other. And she picked me up from the train and I got in the car and she just said like, you know, if you don't want to do this anymore, no one would, no one will be disappointed in you. And it wasn't necessarily advice, but it kind of was. And it was just that, that nod to, I think what I was building up in my head of what it would look like to be a quote unquote failure as an actor. And, um, to just hear that from her was, um, was really impactful.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. How about for like self development? Just things that you mm-hmm. like to do? Are you more of a book person, podcast person, maybe Audible? All <laughs> well, three? I've never done Audible
1: ever in my life. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 a wannabe podcast person. I cannot. Um, ever since I left New York City, I used to listen to podcasts on the subway, mm-hmm. and that was easy for me to pay attention to. But ever since then, like, I can't listen when I'm driving. I can't listen when I'm running. Because um, now I live in the, in the suburbs. Now I'm in New Jersey. Uh, w- my mind wanders. And then I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I can't rewind it to where I figure it out about. Right. So I wind up listening to podcasts when I'm going into the city and I go on New Jersey yeah. transit on the train. Um, and sometimes when I'm getting ready for work and I don't talk to my mother, I listen to podcasts. Um, so I'm more, of, I'm, much, I'm more of a book person. I may, I don't know when I made the commitment to myself. I, I, I was a big, big reader as a kid, like a big dorky reader to the point where I remember when I was in probably like seventh or eighth grade, it was like spring break and I was in my room reading probably The Babysitter's Club or something. And, and my brother, who's three years younger than me, like poked his head in and said, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm reading. And he goes, but it's spring break or like it's this summer. Like what's wrong with you? Um. And I got away from that and i and I made a, made a commitment to be like, I'm going to read every night before I go to bed. Um, and that's been amazing and also emulating what you want your kids to see. I take my book out a lot more when I'm with my daughter instead of scrolling on my phone. Um, to hopefully, you know, not all the time, no one's perfect, but, but I try to do that when it's kind of like quiet time for the family or she's playing or whatever, like, let me read my book. So, um, I've been reading a lot this year. So, I'm definitely more of a book person.
0: What's one of your favorite books for like self
1: development or inspiration? Oh, yeah. I mean, I recommend The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield all day, every day. Um, and I also really like The Renaissance Soul um, by Margaret Lobenstein. Uh It's a really eye opening. If you're listening to this and you're a creative woman and you have a lot of different passions, um, or if passion is too strong of a word, if like your whole life, you've had these, all of these interests that kind of ebb and flow, then you're probably a Renaissance soul. Um, and that could be a really eye-opening, life-changing book, but like no pressure, (laughs) pressure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) but check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Check it out. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Awesome. Um, Do you have any last words or advice or anything you want to say to the listeners?
1: No, just do something today for you. That's my piece of advice, right? Going back to that, that you know, piece of purpose and not purpose. It's more about value and fulfillment and lifestyle. Like go when you're done with this, if you are able to and aren't nope. driving or something, go 15 minutes, 15 minutes. It doesn't minutes. have to be all day. It doesn't have, Does to, not have to be all day. You don't have to nothing- Totally. Totally. You don't have to go audition for the community theater show. I'm just going to keep bringing that up because that's in my head of something that I want to do soon. Um, But you don't have to go and audition for a community theater. You could go and uh, pull up Spotify and sing along to your favorite songs in your room. And like, that's something you do just for you and do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like to just give you something for yourself today.
0: And then go to my website whenigrowupcoach.com and, and say hi. <laughs> now, if you do love Michelle, and you should, I don't know how you do uh, Go and check out her website. Go find her on social media. All of her info will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to find her and go show her some love. Yay. Thank you, Madeline. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for Michelle for being here and chatting with me today. If you are loving what she's saying and interested, all of her information is down in the show notes. So please reach out to her and connect with her and support her and show her some love. If you're looking for a community to be part of, I have a free Facebook community, the fearless women's community. Just pop on the Facebook, search it and ask to be added and start participating, uplifting other women in there and and building your tribe. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give it a five-star review. Please share it. Share the love.